Blog Talk Radio.
You're now listening to Black Topia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio, the biggest colored show on earth, with your host, Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady and Adrian Charleston. And I'm your moderator, oh, I'm your moderator, master of ceremonies for this evening, just some guy named Jay, like I've always been. Blacktopia Roundtable Talk Radio is the number one live stream dedicated to assimilating black folks from all walks of life, teaching and preaching the importance of economic empowerment for our people, and showcasing the talents and abilities of black people across the globe. This is also the number one blog talk radio show, which I believe, which I believe now is not hosted by convicted felon or conspiracy theorist wacko or closeted lesbian, but hey. Don't judge us. We'll put on a great show just as good as those people, too. So listen up. Uh, we're going to have a great show tonight, you know, because uh, tonight our guest is Tyrenzo Sumler for our pre-Mother's Day special to talk about his experiences with his own mother growing up and, uh, and how the listeners can learn from his experience and whatever the hell else Barbara wants him to talk about. But before we get into all that, I just want to let everyone know that you can check us out at www.blacktopia.org, and you can also download and install the Blacktopia mobile app on iTunes, Amazon.com, and Blackberry World. All right, I also want to give some quick shout-outs. I want to give a shout-out to the rapper D-Hood. You can get more updates on him and his music by going to D-Hood, that's D-H-U-D, Dot blogspot.com. Check it out. Also, purchase the Blacktopia tea and coffee mug. So the next time you're drinking your sea of water, you can do it in style like Kermit the Frog does with his pinky in the air. <laughs> but that's none of my business, though. <laughs> purchase that at www.zazzle.com. That's Z A Z Z L E.com forward slash product on demand. And that's product with no plural, no S, product on demand. And you can also purchase the Blacktopia flip-flops there as well. You know, get them. Summer's, the summer's coming. It's hot outside. That's a good enough reason. All right. Let me go ahead and bring everyone out. Bring on our host. Y'all ready? I wasn't ready. Barbara the Country Green Larry. Oh, you Yeah, I'm gonna get some inboxes. I know I'm gonna get some inboxes because I'm not gonna be like tonight. I'm not, oh, well. but I don't really care because the truth needs to be told. Needs to be told. Oh yeah. Well, hopefully some uh, some more people tune in and listen to some truth. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, a- angry listeners are, are listeners nonetheless. So I appreciate. Oh, we got listeners. Too. They just don't never say anything. I mean, you I know, know, they're listening. It's like everybody's scared to call in. There's no need to be afraid. We're not gonna do yeah. nothing to you. I'm glad you're listening, though. I mean, because I'd rather have you listen than not listening. Because y'all do realize that Prof is paying for this. So, I mean, I'm glad that you're listening, but, you know, sometimes call in. And then I heard y'all outcry for other things that you want, but let me let me say this right quick. Blacktopia Roundtable stands out for two reasons, country and country. <laughs> I'm just being funny tonight. Anyway, it stands out because we do this show different than what 
has been the norm, which is why everybody bites off. If y'all really listen to The Breakfast Club, y'all really listen to Big Boys, whatever that mess is, if y'all listen to these people, then there's another guy out too, DJ uh, Ren Dishon or some crack. I was trying to sound it for the podcast of Ren fucking people. Those folks say you have no idea that are using our ideas and you know, they're they're using our ideals to elevate and catapult their own shows. So the reason why we stand out because we do it differently. Now, I don't mind every now and again doing something professional for y'all. I'll even do it on Welcome to the Country or a Testify session. But sometimes you got to get away, step away from business and play a little bit, even though we incorporate business with this because I take every interview seriously. Sometimes you got to play a little bit. You can't always be serious. It doesn't work that way. You have to have a diversified approach to things. You can't keep it mundane. That's why don't nobody listen. That's the difference. So, I mean, I love all y'all, and I love your ideas, and I'll come across whatever I can and get what proper on doing it for you. But understand, you can't work all the time. You have to incorporate some type of play in there and realism as we do. Now, let's get on mm-hmm. to the butterfly, and let's get on Mr. Summer. Oh, yes, let's go ahead and open up the window so the butterfly can fly in the house this time. First, you get rid of that damn snake. Where she at? Man, (laughs) I was in the pet shop. (laughs) You don't make you some boots with that mug and get it on up out that house? (laughs) Wrong with you. I love my snake. No, you need. I I need a pair of sandals and boots. Don't get rid of that no. thing, girl. Stop playing around. I'm scared now. Look, when the lights go out out there in North Carolina, I'm gonna be calling your house and everything. Gonna be scared something ain't right. The cage even got out. I'm not even gonna be feeling right. We had that kind of weather going on. You be the first place I call to see your house. Make sure you all right up in there with that snake in the dark. Yes, he'll be protecting me. Girl, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. So, hey, everybody. We're going to have a great show. I'm ready. Yes, we are. I might step on some toes, and I apologize in advance, but you know me. I'm country. I got on an apron, <laughs> a wig, and a drawstring. I ain't got time for you. Just tell me. Just tell me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's go on ahead and bring on our guest, Tarenzo. Hello. How you doing? Hello. I'm doing all right. How you doing, Jay? <laughs> We're just doing a show. <laughs> all right. Now, let me tell you how this, how we do this. Uh, Barbara will sit you down in a hot seat and interrogate you like a cop. That will run on until about uh, 9.35. After that, we'll take some calls. We got them. Um, after that, after we take some calls, uh, around 10 o'clock, we take a break. After the break, we got some, you know, some commercial. Well, during the break, of course, we got commercials and songs going to play. And then when we come back, we have more show. We have Adrian Charleston with Butterfly Flow. We'll also take some more calls. We'll also get more deep into what we're about to talk about today for our Mother's Day special. And, um you know, and also we'll take some more calls and uh, and also throw in some other topics as well for that's in Don't Get It Twisted Tuesday in the Blacktopia Facebook group and that'll be our show. So uh so are you ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Let's do this. How you doing, Talenzo? I'm doing all right, how you doing? I'm fine. And congrats on being you because we have a lot more in common than you realize. 
I mean, though, you know, they call us both controversial. Um, but all I see is that you're just being honest about, you know, trying to make a difference in a world of ignorance, like I do. Um, born of self-loathing, hypocrisy, about, about basically lazy society, and they don't like me telling the truth. Like I saw one of the posts you said up there about people that make it out the hood, folk get mad because they don't give back. But why give back to people they never support you? Um, I saw the comments that people made on that as well. So, I mean, you know, yeah, we we have a lot more in common um, than you realize. Uh, before we get into this about <laughs> what a mother is, my first couple of questions for you is this. Um, tell me what is Thug Love Training Session about? Thug Love Training Session? Okay. My son had one that had asked me, right, um, Dad, can you make me a pole so I can be Spider-Man? Didn't think nothing of it because I was doing construction at the time. Mm. So um, I just ended up building him a pole inside the house because um, I couldn't take him to a park a lot because they were doing a lot of shooting and killing. So I said, you know what? I'll build you a stage in the house so the days we can't go outside to the park, you can just play in the house. So right. I just let him play the, play in the house and my at the time my daughter was on stage dancing. So um he always used to just want me to watch him spin on the pole, spin on the pole, spin on the pole. So I didn't think nothing of it. So one day I was Listen to Michael Jackson. He did a move on the pole that just caught my attention. Then from there, I'm like, wow, son, do that again. So he ended up teaching me. So I said, son, you know what? We can make some money together. What do you mean, Dad? I said, you train me how to be Spider-Man on the pole, and then I'm going to show you something. Then from that point on, I started the, um, the Thug Love workout. But how it became the Thug Love workout, my son got hit by a car. And mm-hmm. the doctors was like, he would never walk again. And mm. that just wasn't sitting right with me. So I was like, you know, only God got the final say on that. Right. So um, then from that point on, I said, I'm personally going to train you. So I started training him, training him, training him, training him, so he was able to walk again. Then from that mm-hmm. point on, there was always a meaning behind it. But what was so crazy mm-hmm. behind the meaning behind it Nobody in my community never asked me the meaning behind it. They just mm-hmm. took it as, well, you live in a hood. Mm-hmm. So that was that until I came out here to California and was saying mm-hmm. Thug Love training session. And then it was like not even my own race, but other races like, listen, mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the meaning behind Thug Love? Mm-hmm. I, I oh, well, different, thug, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I See, I'm different. <laughs> I, I said the meaning behind Thug Love is Teaching how to unite generations to love mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because everybody from different races is going through something But nobody, everybody's afraid to stand out to say what we're going through Because we've always caught our business Don't go outside telling people our business Right, right And I mean, so why do people consider you controversial? I mean, I don't see anything controversial about you. I see you as real. But why are you because, consider controversial? Because I, I say things that people want to say but scared to say. Mm-hmm. So, so prime example, okay, um, I always used to tell my um, son and my daughter at the time, you know, as a parent, I'm not always right. 
Mm-hmm. So it's all right for you to tell me, Dad, you made me upset, or Dad, you shouldn't have did that. And I and I'm and I will be man enough, father enough to say, you know what? I'm sorry, and I apologize. But mm. growing up, my mother used to be like, I'm the mother, and boom, 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 boom. I never had a voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we different there, bro. Cause I don't believe in a voice either. Cause sometimes it it all depends on the situation. Cause sometimes I've watched that get out of control. So I don't I don't kind of agree with that. But I mean, you you handle it the way you do it. I, it's a certain way you got to handle that because it all depends on who your children associate with as well because sometimes some of that stuff can get out of control. I mean, where you want to give them a little say so that you understand them and what's going on can be misconstrued to thinking I'm grown and then I got to end up knocking you out. And, I mean, before it gets to that point, I mean, I, I, I prefer to just um, keep the control but not be a freak about it, you know. I mean, that's the idea of mine. I mean, everybody has their different means. I, I just don't like this generation at all because it's not being raised accordingly, in, in my well, in my okay. opinion. And I've had, I've had a lot of bad flack on that, but I don't care because I don't see anything different. It stopped. Okay. Right around the early 2000s, it just dropped off. And this has now become a problem session where that's all I hear about it, whining about what they can't do, what they don't have, and who got what. And, and I don't see anybody striving like their ancestors to become a better person. I just I just don't see it. But what you're saying that about you having a son, and now let's start to get into mother. You said you have a son, um, and I saw him up there, a nice little man. What do you think of his mother, and is she in any way like yours? You know what's funny that you say that because I think it took me maybe about when did we break up? When did we break up? Maybe before my son was born, we was break up. I, I I realized I was I was always dating women that remind me of my mother. That was always disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I was always disrespectful, and I was always going after the looks, the looks. And, mm-hmm. and and anytime a woman disrespected me, I thought it was a norm because my mother used to always do it to me growing up, disrespecting me, disrespecting my brother, mm-hmm. talking down to us talking down to us to find another woman. So mm-hmm. it was the norm until I actually I had. Once I had a son, that's when I was like, whoa, you know what, time to break this cycle. Mm-hmm. Because if my son seeing a woman disrespected me, that means he's going to think it's all right for a woman to disrespect him. Right. Well, how did you learn from the life, the life lessons that often came from those battle scars but served as constant teachers? How did I learn? I tell you what, mm-hmm. this is this is how I learned. The day that my son was in the second grade, and I and I carry this around with me, and I frame it. Um, my son said I was his hero, mm-hmm. and I had to go up to his school, and he had to read a poem in front of the class about me being his hero, not mm-hmm. Michael Jordan, not. No other celebrity, but he said, "Dad, you my hero." Mm. So from that point on, I was like, "Wow." He said, "Dad, I want to be just like you. The only difference is that I don't have your skin color." Wow. Well, give us a two-minute background on the relationship between you and your mother before I start asking you these questions. I think. Now that I'm older and, and, and um, 
I stopped being angry and I had to say, you know what? If God can forgive me for my sins, for all I did, who am I not to forgive my mother or father for what they done? So let me sit back and just listen and just try to understand what happened in her childhood that caused her to take out it on me. Mm-hmm. So it was like once, once I, I and I think after my son got hit, and, and, and it was really my son because he was like, you know, Dad, um, it's not Nana's fault. I forgive her because didn't you say uh, you should always forgive people? So my mm-hmm. son really opened my eyes to a lot of things. But growing up, mm-hmm. my mother was my mother was like, have you ever seen the movie Precious? That yeah. was my mother. Oh God, yeah, we have a lot of common because I had one. Too. That was my mother. Oh yeah. man, and when I yeah, and when I, I seen that movie, I started crying mm-hmm. like, oh. Man. I I can't I couldn't look at all of it. I, I couldn't look at all of it because I I didn't I didn't um I didn't get emotional. I got violent, so I had to leave the movie theater. Me and my husband, I couldn't I couldn't watch it. And then when we got it bootleg, I actually threw it away. I can't, even then when it comes on TV, I cannot watch it because it's more. Exactly. Um, so so yeah, so I can't I can't watch that. And I mean, and to say and to say that to say this, did you love anything about your mother? Yeah, I, I actually learned just by 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 talking with her. Mm. I, I I can't even. Do I, that. Think I, I, I think I I think I. Now that I'm older, because she still has her ways, but I said, you know what? Mm. I forgive you. That's the only way I'm mm. going to become a better man is if I forgive you. Because now you're taking, if I, if, if I keep holding on to all this anger, it's stopping mm. me from giving this thug love to another young man that needs it. Oh, I don't mind. Well, what's the one thing about her particular that you didn't understand? Huh? What was the one thing about her particularly that you didn't understand? Because I had a lot of things, and I I, I let the anger go, but it it it, ju- it just can't come near me. I, I can't even call it the word we we're talking about now. It just can't come near me, but I let the anger and stuff go. It it just can never come near me. Um, but what is the one thing in particular that you didn't understand about your mother. I couldn't understand why she used to always take out on me what my father did to her. So it's it's like every time whatever happened before I was born and once she got pregnant with me, my father must have cheated on my mother or my mother must have cheated on my father. There's always two sides to a story. So mm-hmm. growing up, I only heard my mother's side. Then when I got a relationship mm-hmm. with my father, she got upset with that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so it was like, you know, you're just like you're no good for nothing father. This, this, that, 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 and the third. Mm-hmm. But like I told mom, I you, you was the one that got pregnant. I didn't ask to be born. You had me. Right. Do you regret her being your mother? At times I did. 
mm-hmm. at times like that. I tell you like this. I had brought my son to my mother's house before my son got mm. hit by a car, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember this day clearly. It was October 12th, October, October 12th, 2010. I dropped mm. my son off at my mother's house. I said, Ma, I'll be mm. right back in about 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I get a phone call from my brother in jail. First of all, how you call me from jail? I just got word up here my son got hit. What you mean? I just dropped him off. I'm on my way back to get him and my nephew. I get a phone right. call my son hit. She mean, Ma, I just dropped him off. I rushed mm. down to the hospital. My mother was, was like, well, that's not my problem. I got to go to work in the morning. At that very moment, I said, you know what? If my son dies, God, I'm killing my mother. And mm. God is my witness. If my son dies, I'm killing my mother. Mm-hmm. What you mean? That it got. So that anger just turned to violence. Right. So now I'm like, if my son, if, if the doctors come out here and tell me my son's not gonna make it, my brother's in jail. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell my mother. So it's going. My family's going to be devastated because that's where my state of mind was at. And see, that's my. That was my next question. Did you ever wish her dead, or that she be exposed for being a bad parent? And you just answered that as far as. The accident that, and I, I had a feeling when you kept talking about that accident that it happened around her. I mean, I just had that, my, the hair stood up on the back of my neck sitting in this chair, and I just had that feeling that it had something to do with her. Um, but, but like, you know, you answered the part about her being dead, but I mean, did you ever wish her exposed for being a bad parent? Because I know I did so many times. And the fact that I don't know if yours did what mine did through Christianity in front of her evil. Just no. you know, just just incinerated the hate within me even more. No, I what 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 my mother. Everybody knew what my mother. Everybody knew my mother always used to disrespect me and my brother. So that wasn't mm-hmm. new to nobody. But nobody believed mm-hmm. me. And right. So nobody believed what I was saying until they came around and was like, "Wow, you wasn't lying. Mm-hmm. Your mother's really off the hook." What y'all thought I was lying? Mm-hmm. She used to tell she used to tell women, "Oh, use my son. He got money. You use him. Take him for everything he got." Wow. Uh, say, say, say you pregnant and, and get money from him. Now, see, did you ever so, in, did you ever feel like you inherited any of her traits, or you found yourself acting like her at some point? I have I have both of my parents' traits. One day I was looking mm. at, like I said, when. When I was talking, one day I went by my mom's house because we, I'm cool with her. Like I said, I had that, I had no more animosity. So I'm sitting, I'm like, wow. I'm looking at the way my mother does her house, and her house and my house is exactly the same. Wow. So it's like, man, I'm a neat freak. I sew. I do the things that my mother do. I have my mother's traits. Mm-hmm. I also have my father's traits. But the bad, the things that I don't like about my mother, I said, I'll make sure I'm never going to do that. And see, was there anything about her you wanted to change? Um, I wanted, I, I wanted her to acknowledge my birthday. I always used to want my mother to not acknowledge my birthday. I think that's one thing that used to always hurt. It still hurts me to this day, but not no more. I'm like, damn, how do you have me, but you don't know when my own birthday is? Mm-hmm. 
that's the one pain that I will never get over, that a, a mother don't know their own child's birthday and then laugh about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Did you have any happy moments growing up as a child with this woman? Um, when I started, when I when I when I saw Love Workout, and when she called me and was like, "Um, I'm ready for change." Mm. I'm ready for change. And, and and she apologized and said I was sorry. So it was mm-hmm. it, it was at that it was at that point that I was like, you know what? Almost thirty something years, and you mm-hmm. said I'm sorry and I'm ready for change. I'm good. Wow. And I mean that's all I can say on that. What about like I mean as far as this generation of mothers? Because, I mean, I know you had some issues about some comments you made on um, when you was in Black Tokyo a while back, and you made some comments about a, a mother that was a mother um, status somebody put up, and you made comments on it. What do you see now in this generation of mothers, and do you really feel that we should keep this holiday around Mother's Day? I think what, what I realized, and, and I'm, I'm going off, my experience, mm-hmm. when a woman loves a man that much and a man does something to devastate her, it, it has, it, it has a, um, a chain reaction because now she takes it out on the child. Mm-hmm. Not, that, not that she means to do it. So, and, and one thing, one thing I had to ask my grandmother about my mother was, you know, what, what did you do in my mother's childhood to make her be the way that she is? What mistakes did you make? Because I feel like whatever happened is being passed on and nobody knows how to break the cycle. Mm-hmm. So what about the holiday? Do you feel Mother's Day should still be a holiday? Um, it's always going to be a holiday. It's always going to be a holiday. No, I, do I, you feel it should still yeah. be a national holiday? Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Now, now let me from on um, from your spin, you a guy. And all that you said in this interview, which thank you for the interview, by the way, for all that you said to try to keep it decent, but I'm, I'm about to I'm about to take it where 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 it need to go. For all that you said, the main focal point that what I've been seeing in every post I put on Blacktopia, on my page itself, is the fact even in my testifies and all, even some part of you regardless of the things that your mother did to you, was looking for her to still be a mother. For me, as an advocate of children, no matter how hurt I get by the situation, that is the thing that fuels the anger in me the most. Because even I looked for that glimmer of honesty. 
and it was never there. Now, you say about what happened with your grandmother and your mother. For my mother, my grandmother did nothing to her. They were they grew up poor. That was most families. But it was up to you to get yourself out of that situation and rise up. My grandmother raised her body. She was a Iroquois Indian. She raised her body the way she knew. Her, her father was a medicine man. She did what she could. Most of my life, she raised me. And all the, the morals and humility I have came from her in her third-grade education. But the woman was one of the most smartest of whip people I know of. My mother never picked up on that because she wanted to be a lazy, greedy, selfish bitch that benefited off of anything. She fed off anything positive. For me, I saw her birth with me at 18 was a detriment to her life. And like I told her, you did it to yourself. Abortion was available back then. You could have went on and got it. But what she did was my father, who I can't stand either, had money. So for her at the time he was younger, for her, that drew her out of the poverty to try to find her free pass. That was she was looking for, her way out. And it ended up being another detriment that she felt like all of her children should pay for. And when I got grown, I tried to understand why she did what she did. But in the mix of that time, for 11 years, she allowed my father to do something to me that I will never. Because, see, you can't forgive evil. And I'm sorry. So me and God are going to always have an imbalance on that because you can't call good what somebody's done to you evil for so long and a person allows it. My mother's response to me on it when she had to finally come out of her fake shell, as I put on my page about people, I'm talking about my family as well when I say things to people I know, finally come out of her fake shell and tell me she knew about the abuse because it was my duty to keep her in a nice house, a nice car, jewelry, and nice clothes. If you look at my page, every ring I got is a, tells a story about me. I have 14 rings on my hands, four on my feet, one in my nose, two in my eye, one in my mouth. Every one of my rings tells a story about my life, about me. Her jewelry was on my pain. Nice cars she drove on my pain. Nice houses, my pain. The money she got to go out with her friends on my pain. See, that I cannot forget, him or her. But I'm glad you were able to rise above it. But, see, even in the midst, I was still looking for her to admit her wrong and to be honest and say why she let the hate go on. To this day, that woman will never do that. I will not insult mothers. But in this generation, I keep right on seeing that same pattern of the kids I've helped raise, of the kids I've watched, mentored, um, taken care of. I'm seeing that same pattern in some kind of way. And then they want you to give them Hold on, y'all, if somebody got a call, let me say this. They want you to give them the credit as if they were the most awesome parent around, and they're trash. They're not. I feel like Mother's Day need to be revamped, just like welfare, just like child support, just like any other thing that gives people a benefit because it's not being used responsibly and it's not being used with accountability. These women want the right to be called something that is the most precious gift God could give you. You have a responsibility to protect a life that you have to grow, nurture, and bring into this world positively. And there's so many mammies out there not doing that, but you want somebody to give you flowers, 
and you want candy on a day you don't fucking deserve. So I don't feel like you should be around and then when real men like yourself, Jay, and others stand up and tell the truth, everybody want to call them woman bashers, and they evil and this, that, and third. But you ain't looking in the mirror at your ugly, crusty ass as you abuse your children, as you use them as a price tag, as you use them as a prop to get a man. And that's how half of these women have gotten by. But see, once the Negroes get tired of their ass, then they go back to being mad with the children because they're no longer giving them that benefit. You see another woman come along and do what you're not doing, all of a sudden you want to pretend like you somebody. But in my eyes, because of what I've dealt with, I will never give you that respect. I will beat your ass worse than the man already beating you down because I cannot deal with that behavior. It does not produce a positive child, whether it's boy or girl. Some of us can rise above it, like you and I have, but there are a lot have fell by the wayside, can't get their lives right, and ruin their children, and it becomes an epidemic. It becomes a disease, and the source of the disease is the person womb you come out of. So until that is resolved worldwide, I don't give any woman any excuse because nobody asks you that children. Take the hat to get out there and take the damn ass clothes. One of the two can go there. You don't have to have children who can't afford. You don't have to have children who don't want. But damn sure don't have one thinking a man going to stay. Because a man ain't going to stay for one child. The fuck you think he's going to stay for nine and ten? And that's just the truth. And nobody wants to hear that. They want a lullaby. They want to lie. But see, the victim in all of this, it's like me and you, the children. You know, everybody overlooks that. When the smoke clear, ain't but one soul sitting on that floor crying, wondering where daddy at, why mama treat me like this, and that is the damn child. And nobody wants to, they don't want to recognize that. They don't want to make that real. They want, they wanted to act like this day is the best thing ever. And it's not anymore. And for black folk, the farce need to come off and the truth need to be told. But nobody wants to hear that. Everybody want to act like it's it's a precious day. It's not. Their children out there steady suffering on Mother's Day because they don't have a mother. She's somewhere with her legs in the air, on crack, drunk, all this kind of shit going on with these children, yet you still see across the screen come love your mother. I mean, you know, how can you love evil? Now, when somebody can give me that answer, and I mean a real one that I want to heal, I'm all for it. Other than that, I don't celebrate this day anymore because I don't see it real. There are a few still holding on to it. I'm quite sure are plenty of them on, on our page listening to this radio right now, but you are outnumbered by the ones two to one not doing it. And either you're going to end up raising that person's child or society will. And that is that is just the truth. This is the thing that I realized when to answer one of your questions. And I, and I think, I don't know if I said it to my mother. No, I said, it, I said it to my brother. I said it to my brother because he was like, man, I don't understand why mom's like that. And I said, bro, you got to look at it like this. Sometimes some people just don't know how to be a parent. Mm-hmm. So you can't get mad at somebody that don't know how to be something. Only thing you can do... So when I say my father, okay, how can I be mad? 
And I, I look at it like this now. I can't be mad over something I did not have. I can see if I had a mother and father growing up and then they walked out of my life and was never there, but they was, if they was never really there to give me the love from the get-go, I can't be no. mad over something that I did not have. But Mm-mm. luckily I had my grandmother. That's what I hate. So, so my grandmother gave me and her grandkids what my mother or father couldn't give me. So oh my God, my life like was not, over when she died. My life was so over. Like, so I'm like, I'm not mad at you because you couldn't be a father. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad at you that you couldn't be a mother. But y'all going to watch me be what y'all couldn't be to my kid. And don't try to and take I mean, credit and, and, and exactly. say, say, oh, I'm proud of my... No, you're not proud of me. Right. You're right. not proud of me. Exactly. Which is that's what I, I did in my life. Up. I was like, watch me because I'm going to outdo what you've done, and I've done it time and time again. Like I said, even with issues I've had where people get so jealous about it that they've turned on me with helping them with their children um, and raising their children, I was determined to be different from what, and I think that's what got me the most. I had to learn how to step back and say, okay, if this person going to be a bad parent, I'm going to have to leave them doing that. I can't fix every damn body because in the midst of it, I'm going to end up damaging myself as I did. I can't fix the world because I'm going to end up damaging this bee. So I've learned whether I cry about it in private to my husband or not, or even to Jay, or to some of the other my ladies up here, I step back and I just have to watch those kids suffer. But you got to understand, from me, I see me in those children. And it takes a lot out of me now to watch these kids go through that pain that they don't have to go through because somebody cares. I do. But in the midst of it, I got to deal with the ignorance that produced them. So that means I'm going to end up, you know, if I, I can't fix them, I'm going to end up burned and damaged by the trash raising them. So, I mean, you know, all I do is say I'm going to have to leave it in God's hands. And, and that's where I leave it at this point. Because there's too many of them damaged out there, and I, I can't fix them all. And that's why I, I wish I had the money to, to get the, the kind of support I needed for a lot of them, but I can't fix them all. And I tried to do it on my own, and that's where I went wrong at, trying to do it myself when myself was still healing, but I just couldn't watch one more child go through that. I don't know if you ever had that feeling when you see kids out there with your son or just in general seeing them out there, you get that, that sinking feeling in the center of your heart that, oh, my God, this child probably dealing with what I dealt with, and you immediately want to help. And I mean, and, and at this point, I had to learn how to harden my heart, which is not good, but it's to save me. Because it's, it's too many of them out there determined to be that way. It's not by mistake. They're determined to be selfish, greedy, and lazy. They don't care about what they're doing to their children. They don't care about what kind of person they're producing in society. All they're worried about is me, myself, and triple I. That's it. And then once you call them out on it, that's when they want to get nasty and try to fight back and rebel. But if you're already exposed, that's what I just didn't understand from everybody else. Why anybody ever didn't ask me when I was around my parents why I looked the way I looked. I was only happy around my grandmother. So it was like the rest of the family just ignored it. So they said it was the norm. Black folk make me sick with that to no end because nothing with a child being treated disrespectfully, being treated wrong, abused, is normal. And if you're not a child with the spirit and heart that we had, 
it's going to destroy you one way or another. You're going to end up with the wrong kind of people and or end up becoming that person yourself. Just like you said, you found women that attracted you through the look and the behavior of your mother. I know way too many people. It's not the same color. Some of them have chosen white women that have dogged and take them down because that's where they feel like they need to be. I know a few who have Filipino women that have drugged them down and taken them from where they need to be because that was the kind of parent they had, and that's what they were used to. So no other color woman could make their life complete other than this woman dragging it down into the ground. And that's sad. Oh, yeah, and bad. the fact that you can't argue. help them see out of that is crazy. Oh, yeah. I want to say this right quick. I, I just want to throw this Boy, out this there. Oh, yeah, no, 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 we're going to keep this discussion going. Uh, you know, I definitely love what you're saying, Barbara. Uh, I just want to just uh, throw this out there to the listeners that uh, interracial dating is definitely not a solution to uh, any of the struggles that we have in our community. Within, You know, we, we need to heal each other. You know, we've all been through there's so much dysfunction in our community, but I, I honestly, me, myself, as some guy named Jay, I don't believe that uh, interracial dating is a solution. But mm-hmm. I understand your frustration for people that, that 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 feel that they may need to do that, but still, I mean, we definitely need to heal our community and not just jump. They'll be so quick to jump ship because of our mm-hmm. collective continuous experiences uh, with you know the opposite sex in our own race. And um, and yep. I also also like to see, uh, you know I've I've had uh, multiple uh, terrible experiences myself. Um, I, now I've ne- I've never experienced what you guys have experienced with your own mothers. Uh, I will say that me and my mom don't really get along, <laughs> uh, but it's mm. not. It's not my mom. You know, she was. She, you know, she was a mom to me. But we. Uh, I may say a little something on the on the next hour as far as you know as far as that. But moving forward, I just want to throw that out there, and I also want to say this to all the people that's listening. If you're calling it, if you're listening in on the link, give us a call at five one six three eight seven one two. One nine and press one again. If you're listening in on the link, give us a call at five one six three eight seven one two one nine and press one. Uh, if you're already in Blacktopia in the Facebook group, uh, definitely talk to Adrian Charleston on there. She's posting stuff up. Press one. If you're streaming on your phone, just press one. We'll bring you on. Um, and you can also uh, uh, add to this discussion. We'll definitely keep this going all the way up until ten. We'll take a break. But uh, but definitely Barbara Tyrenzo, definitely keep it you know definitely keep this going. We definitely need this dialogue. Uh, we we need this kind of thing. I, I believe exposed among each other, uh, so we can you know begin to heal and begin to uh, perhaps put the children that are in situations like this. So we you know so we could just mm-hmm. you know grow. But definitely keep it going. Keep it going. I mean, I think the truth just needs to be told. I mean, I'm just saying, I mean, for you, Ty, you, you know, as your son, the event that happened with him, and, you know, thank God he was able to recover from it. But, I mean, just that incident alone, like I said, when you kept talking about it, I knew it had something to do with her. You know how it was the tone of voice that you used when you mentioned it. Your yeah. voice your voice got raised, and then your voice got soft when you spoke of your son, but it, you got raised when you spoke of the incident. So I knew it was something that happened around her. I mean, because you it, know. When you, when, it, it, it was almost like I watched, I watched what you did to me. Now that mm-hmm. I have a son and you see what I had to go through to, to, to mm-hmm. try to be in my daughter's life, 
I'm not going to allow you to think, uh-uh. So it's like. Well, look what you did, though. You even tried to bring, knowing how she was. See what I mean? As a, as a Even as an adult, that little bit of child in us, you were still looking for this woman's acceptance because you bought the most precious gift you had, your child, to her, to see if things in her, you wanted to see if things in her had changed. And with that baby getting hit, right there, showed you nothing had changed. And that's why you got angry. But it was the point that, look what you did. You stepped out of everything in you and took your child around that woman. I did the same thing and took my children around my mammy. And she ended up causing a terrible rift between me and my kids. My mother had a terrible hate for me. Because my life was better than hers, I looked better than hers, and I had direction in my life. See, and I and I came from the same. She made sure we grew up extremely povertyized, like she was. Now only she benefited from the things she had done to me. I never got any of that money, any of it, other than the basic food, shelter, and clothing. The rest of the extra intricacies of the pain I went through every other night, she benefited from it greatly. And the only thing I told her when I walked out of that house, I said, you will reap what you sow. God don't like ugly. And I tried to forgive her. I tried once. That's all I did. I'm a Pisces. I don't give you multiple times to do me wrong. One per person. Once you hit that mark, you are done. I don't I don't return to nothing. That is that is me. That's the Indian, that is that Pisces, and they some ter- that's a terrible or when they hit together. I told her specifically, if you try this with my children, you are done until my death. And she did it. And I walked out the door from her from that point, especially after she told me about knowing what it went on and, and saying that it was my duty to do that. It took everything in me tied to not murder her. I'm going to tell you to this day, she got my fingerprints around her neck. That's how bad I was trying to kill her. I lost all sense of reality. You understand me? My husband, who is, like, strong as a bear with his country ass, he couldn't get me off of her. He had to actually beat me off my own mother. I have never put my hands on that woman, even when I thought in my mind as a kid she knew what was going on. I didn't want to believe it. Once again, that's that childlike sense in you. You don't want to believe evil of the person that produced you. How can somebody who supposedly in love created you. Yeah. Hate mm. you so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You don't want to yeah. believe that. With all of with all of everything in you, you don't want to believe that. But when she said it out her mouth with a smirk on her face, it I mm. have three sisters with weight. You understand me? That was about nine hundred pounds on me plus my husband could not get my fingers from around her throat. Because I thought of eleven years of total pain, agony and looking at this man whose sperm produced me, look man tried to kill oh, me. Man. I'm gonna tell you like that. I tried with everything in me, and and all that kept saying in my head was God saying, don't let her win, don't let her win, don't let her win. But see, me, I'm hard-headed. Like I said, that's that Indian and Pisces. I'm going to get what I want. And what I wanted was to choke her eyeballs out. And to this day, she wears a choke around her neck because on her neck is still my where my one of my rings is. If you look at my pictures on my right hand, on my right hand, one of my rings is still imprinted in her neck to this day. Because I tried to kill her. 
you know, and it, it's sad because, and again, I look at it, why? Of, of all the things and all the people to turn on you, why would it be the one person that y'all shared a body together, y'all shared meals, y'all shared the bathroom, y'all shared everything up until you gave birth to me? God wanted that to be a union between the two of y'all, a bond that was unbreakable. But seeing like every one of these women who are the, the worst stories of parenting, it's just like that bond means nothing to them. It's like they were carrying a sack on their back or, you know, carrying a kangaroo, an animal in front of them. That's what that's what they it seemed like to me. Like it wasn't human what they were carrying, and once they expelled it, they were free. That's the way I look at it for a lot of these women now, because there's no way you can feel the way you feel with hate. And I don't trump everything up to the devil and evil. Some things are people themselves, because you dictate your own emotion. And there's no way you can tell me that after all of that, you still have a hate unless it was a child that was born out of incest or, or rape or whatever. But even then, you can give the child away for someone else to love. But a child that you call yourself wanting to rear and raise, how can you treat it in that fashion? And I haven't got a good answer on that because I'm still seeing I'm still seeing the bad people get away with what they've done or produce children who can't get their life back. I know way too many of them who can't. They cannot get a grip on reality. They've lost it because of what they were put through. And that's guy and girl. And all I can do is explain to them what happened to me and how I made it out. Now, I I will always carry the pain, and it took really the lady that I sit with with Alzheimer's to get me to open up. This is 20 years of holding this in, 20 years of trying to deal with her because of my own children until she did what she did out of complete hate. And she told me that if she was going to be miserable, I will be miserable. Oh. That was her intent. But throwing Christ in there, as she said, because that was her way, always throwing God. And I always wonder why God didn't just throw the lightning down here and strike her ass down the way I tried, or let me choke her out the way I was trying to do. But, you know, he said it's not her time and it's not my place. So the best thing for me to do was to stay away from it. And trust me, there are times I see it here in, in Norfolk or Chesapeake where I'm at. It knows when I get that look on my face, get to turn around. And she's, she's on a walker now. Her and my sister will get to moving as soon as they possibly can if they see me somewhere because they know I will get that balance that quick. I cannot stomach them, deal with them, look at them, discuss them. But the fact that there are others like them out there and babies suffering behind it, I, I don't know how people want to call that controversial when you're not looking at who the victim is. The victim is the children. Exactly. And I don't get how no one will stand up for those kids other than me and a few others. Everybody says they'll be okay because that's what my family said about me. I don't know about you. And thank God I was because I had grandma. If I didn't have my grandma, I think I'd have been dead for real. And that's I no joke. This is this is what it was so. This is what 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 mothers will do, and, and I drilled this in my son's head because I remember one day 
I told my son, I was like, listen, this is why I'm fighting to have joint custody of you. This is mm-hmm. what women are going to do. This is what women are going to do. And I want you to understand, don't allow no woman, not even your own mother, to put her hands on you. Don't even allow me to put my hands on you. The day I put my hands on you, that's the day you better fight me back. So I'm going to teach you how to protect yourself because when I'm not here, you better protect yourself and call me. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try to say this. Now, if you try to say this, you're going to say, uh-uh, I can call my dad. My dad's going to come get me. No matter what, I'm going to be there. Mm-hmm. A parent, a mother will try to put fear in a child so a child won't say nothing. And the situation occurred when that happened. And I told my son, I'm on my way. From that point on, his confidence and belief in me was like, wow, my daddy said he's going to be there for me, he's going to be there for me. One day, I said, son, I'm going to teach you how to defend yourself. I said, I taught you mm-hmm. how to fight, but I'm going to teach you how to defend yourself. Because growing up, I never knew how to defend myself. Right. So somebody jump on you, this is, this is your martial arts stance, this is your boxing stance. His mother must have did something, and he just jumped up and had his look in the eye. And from that point, mm-hmm. she called me like, he's about to hurt me. Really? No, my son was not about to hurt you. What was you about to do for him to get in that position? Mm-hmm. I raised my hand. So if you raise your hand to hit him, what did you what did you expect for him to do? And see, and that's what I don't understand. It shouldn't even have to come to that. There's a there's a difference between discipline and using discipline to hurt a child. Discipline is one thing. If they've done something wrong, there there's there's a there's a means and a measure for discipline. But when you are using it as a means to hurt a child behind somebody else because you're angry with the father, whatever the case may be, um, I have a serious problem with that as well. And that's another thing in this generation. I don't know if you saw the post that they had up there. I was trying to get them up there. Somebody took them down. They had a couple of posts of women um, on, on social media posting burning their children alive, um, beating their children to death. Oh, Barbara, you're actually breaking up. I, I, you know, he's breaking up. But uh, what, what we do is uh, we got to pay some bills. We got to uh, let the, you know, all these people that are tuning in and listening, we actually got to get, the, you know, get the sponsors out there right quick. So it's a clock. But when we come back, though, uh, after Butterfly Flow, definitely, Barbara, get back into it. We're definitely going to keep it going. Tyrenzo, definitely jump back on in and, and uh, we'll, you know, you know, tell more about your experience. Uh, callers, uh, you know, like I said, after, after Butterfly Flow, call on in, too. Join the discussion. All you got to do is press 1. And um, if you're listening in on the link, all you have to do is give us a call at 516-387-1219 and press 1. You're listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, and Adrian Charleston, and I'm your moderator, some guy named Jay. So, uh, so sit back, enjoy this break, and we'll be right back. Can I take you on a ride?
Drop it on no, don't don't know. Let me take, 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 take you on a right now. Take a time out, you will find out. This, this, this is just another party, we bring in the vibe. City lock full time with you on the ranch. Just, just jump in on the spaceship and then we make it fly. Sky high, high. That we're gonna have our time. Can I take you on a ride? Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. Do you feel the vibe? Spread him up, spread him up, spread him up, spread him up, spread him up. I got that fire, fire. Temperature higher. Let me, let me take you on a ride. Lift it up now. First time I heard that patois When I come through they feeling me like a shot die. They can't step in the game with your skin Cause I'm in the party bringing the fire You know my thing, dimame Dimame daba la nova controla Me dice que le gusta regatón y no soca No soy soltera, soforemos Solo ser amigos, digo keep on the line and dance floor, yo que te sigo, yeah And my rude boys run the set Cause they came right back cause they was holding the sack Cause they be living like that Cause we be living for real I'm out in France with my two my kids We chasing the meal Cause we came from up north when we came to get down The party shows fire, I'm loving her style Underground when we come with the sound Up on the track, we break a much fire So how real is that? Turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up Do you feel the vibe? Spread them up, spread them up, spread them up, spread them up, spread them up. Spread them up. I-, I got that fire, fire Temperature higher let, let me, let me take you on a ride Lift it up now Everything turn up, free up now Lift it up J. Blanton, also known as The Body, one of the models featured in Blacktopia. I'm here to let you know that the 2017 Blacktopia Beauty Model Calendar is here and ready for you to order. You can purchase the calendar at www.zazzle.com forward slash product on demand. That's product with no S. On demand at zazzle.com. Z-A-Z-Z-L-E 
Com. The proceeds from the calendar sales will go to the Brianna Banner Ladybug Society, a non-for-profit organization dedicated to mentoring young girls. Again, purchase the 2017 Blacktopia Beauty Model Calendar at Zazzle.com's Product on Demand store. And thank you very much. I am in pen heaven. I committed suicide in an inkwell. Poetry breathed life back into my soul. My words are my witnesses, written into existence. My pen leaves most trails of ink. As I write through the lines of this paper, the air filled with smoke, smelling only of my ink vapor. This is Tammy S. Thomas, and you just heard a poem called Ink's Heaven out of my new poetry book, Emotional Soul of a Poetess. And you can buy my book on Amazon.com. Hey there, my beautiful people. This is Andrian, your holistic health coach, coming at you from the global front. What if I told you only four ounces of this water for 30 days would lead you to longer, healthier hair, softer skin, more energy, better, stronger workouts, Increase sex drive and stamina, come on now, easier weight loss to get you that sexier body, no more pain and stiffness, all while getting rid of any drugs or medication you're on, and it's all natural, it's all available without a prescription. Contact me for more information at andrian 65 at gmail.com, A-N-D-R-I-A-N-E-6-5 at gmail.com. Peace. Yeah, what's up? It's your girl, Linda B. Let me find out you got that big boy TV, but you only get in hospital station. Uh-uh. Let me find out you got that flat screen TV plugged up to a converter box because you too cheap to get cable. Let uh-huh. me find out every week you down at the bootleg man trying to get new movies because you're running out of stuff to watch. Shame on you. I'm here. That's what I do. You want cable? Hit me up. Oh, Bill, no problem. I got you. Cable too high? I got you. Dun, dun, Hit me up. We can do this a few ways. You can either call me. I can call you. 937-287-0736. Or you could go to my website, lindaebrown.acndirect.com. Or we could do a three-way call. What? A three-way call? We could even do a three-way call. Shut the Hit me door. up today and you can have cable tomorrow. Yeah, I got your back. And remember, with God, all things is possible. Have a good day, world, and I'm out. Damn, girl. I ain't seen you in a long time. You done lost some weight. That's right, girl. Child, I've been using this new product, Total Life Changes Tea by CurvyButHealthy.com. That's how I lost the weight. Child. Now, wait a minute, girl. So all you're saying I got to do is drink this tea and I can go to the bathroom and piss these calories out of me? Well, not quite. What it does is speed up your metabolism, curb your appetite, and give you the nutrients your body needs so that it can help you shed the pounds. And, girl, you can lose the weight and keep them curves, too. Well, girl, that's exactly what I need. I'm trying to look good in my bikini when I go down to the beach. I'm going to go to curvybutthealthy.com right now and order about 10 cases of that tea. Yes, yes. 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 Order Total Life Changes Tea from curvybutthealthy.com today. Yeah. 
I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com and order about 10 cases of that tea. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. I'm going to go to CurvyButtHealthy.com. All right, welcome back. You're listening to Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio with your host, Barbara the Country Cleaning Lady, Adrian Charleston the Butterfly, and I'm your moderator, some guy named Jay. Before we get the butterfly flow, I just want to say that if you would like to have your commercial aired on Blacktopia Presents Roundtable Talk Radio and also other programs on podcast on demand network, all you have to do is email us at thegiantblast at gmail.com. That's T H E, giant, G I A N T, blast, B L A S T, at gmail.com. And we'll get your commercial on here. Uh, or if you want to just specifically get it promoted and advertised on Blacktopia and Blacktopia website, blacktopia.org, email blacktopiabusiness at gmail.com. Just focus on Blacktopia. And uh, definitely play a commercial and uh, announce what you have. And I also want to say, check out our Patreon account, Patreon or our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Blacktopia. We're going to have more original content on there very soon, so definitely keep, you know, definitely keep coming back for updates. All right, Adrian Charleston, where you at? Hey. Hey. <laughs> I was waiting for the old church lady announcement. Oh, it, it, it was I so wasn't quick. Ready. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, Adrian, before we get into the before we get to your segment, butterfly flow, I wanted to ask you, yes. what do you think about this topic tonight? I was going to talk about that in part of my butterfly flow. All right. Well, you have the floor. Here's the mic, and uh, let's go in this. <laughs> okay. Hey, everybody. This is Adrian Charleston with Butterfly Flow. Um, as usual, I did set up a topic, and I'm going to stay on topic tonight because it actually goes with everything that um, that Barbara and the guests were talking about, and it is all very important. So this month, the month of May, is Mental Health Month. And as you know, um, many in the minority communities do not take care of their mental health. Some don't even take care of their regular health, but it's very important that um, that you take care of your mental health because if you're not well mentally, you're not well physically, and you're not able to do the things in life that you need to do. And people like to, you know, play with it and say certain things not knowing that it is serious. And people can get offended. Like people like to joke, oh, I have bipolar, oh, I'm this. Oh, I'm... And have, some people aren't. They've not been diagnosed. They don't know. They haven't talked to anybody. They're going by what somebody else told them who doesn't know what's going on. And I would like to say for Mental Health Month, everyone who's listening in and everyone um, that you can talk to and reach out to, just ask them to go see someone to check them out. And it's just like a regular checkup. It's not saying that they're crazy. I think everybody's crazy. I think everybody has a little touch of something going on. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's the kind of crazy that people think when they think mental health. I just think everybody has a little something with them. <laughs> but uh, and that's not necessarily mental health. Mental health is when um, when you're not able to function, when things are going on, you're not able to um, get through. I never say get over or let go because we never really get over things, and sometimes we don't really let go. But if you work through it, you are better able to handle 
what has occurred and come out better on the other end, which goes back into basically what um, the topic is about mothers and Mother's Day. And, you know, it's a running joke. I don't know if y'all know, but it's a running joke for psychologists and therapists. When people come in for therapy and stuff, everything is blamed on the mother. And sometimes, I mean, sadly, sometimes that's the only person that is around. And that's the only person that is there to take care of the children and of this person growing up. And mothers get blamed, but they're the only ones there. And the fathers don't get blamed, but they're not there. So I think it's a shared thing. And um, to go along with the topic, I do see a lot of clients that have issues with the way they've been raised. And some of them... Because the mother is the first person that is supposed to love you unconditionally. It's the first person you see, the first person you know. And as Ms. Barbara said, you know, y'all shared a body. And when that person does not take care of you, a lot of people don't know how to process it. And at the same time, they are always seeking that love of that one person in their life that is ingrained in them, even as children, um, it's just something innate that they're supposed to love us. They're supposed to take care of us. And that doesn't happen for people, you know, for some people, but they still can't let it go. And I have clients, and again, not let it go. They have to work through it. They want to let it go, but they got to work through it first. Um, and I have clients who constantly are like, well, I, I want to go live with my mom and take care of her and do this, 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 and this. And I have to go back and ask them, but you just said she did this, 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 and this to you, which is why you're in this situation. So why would you go back to where you hurt? Just like any other relationship, why would you go back to where you hurt? But many people cannot reconcile in their mind that this person did this to me, that this person does not love me, that this person is not going to treat me right because the word mother and because of where they came from that it's hard for them to understand, recognize and many of them don't want to work through it they don't even want to talk about it they don't even want to work on the forgiveness piece and again, um, I did a segment about forgiveness, forgiveness, you know everybody says it's not for you You know, it's not for them, it's for you, which is true because if you hold on to it it can harbor resentment in other areas of your life and you don't need that. And most people need to be able to move forward in life and not hold on to all the hurts of the past. But, again, you have to work through it. Don't try to bury it. Don't try to forget it. Don't try to get over it. Get somebody to help you work through it step by step. It's a process. It's not going to happen overnight because the pain and the torture and whatever else, you know, some people may have been through did not happen one day, did not happen overnight. It was continuous. It was over and over. And to be able to get through that, you need guidance. You need help. You need assistance to get through it. So that's Adrian Charleston in Butterfly Flow. And remember, May is Mental Health Month. Help someone out with their mental health by taking them to see a therapist, a life coach, a psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever they may need and wherever they feel comfortable going. And I am always available. You can hit me on my uh, Instagram, AC Butterfly Flow, on Facebook, Adrian Charleston. Thank you.
Oh yes, oh yes. Now before we bring on bring the guests back on and, and bring on all the country queen ladies, so we can also continue this discussion. Adrian Charleston, I, I wanted to ask. You know, I, I just got a, a question. Um, you know, when you mm-hmm. said you know the, the mothers get blamed because it's usually they're the ones there, and the fathers you know don't get blamed um, because they're not there. And I want to say, well, I, I, I've, I've heard uh, the like some things like, oh, I'm like this because my father wasn't in my life, and things like. Well, you know, I, you know, I had both. In my life, but I've, I've, I've actually heard people, you know, blame the father for not being there as to why they're the way they are. Um, but I want to ask you, just as a, you know, as a, as a professional, do you think they place the blame on the mother not so much because, uh, well, for the, for maybe the simple reason that maybe the, the, since that is the one in the home, they have more influence over the one that's. Uh, I mean, their 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 presence is felt more because they're actually in the home as opposed to. Right. You know their um, father not being there because kind of you can't blame any you can't really they're not there you don't know what their their, their influence is not even there on you <laughs> you know what I mean um, yeah I think that's yeah, I, yeah. and, and yeah, I also you answered ask your you, own question <laughs> oh, oh, oh well I'm I'm learning I, everything's a learning experience with me yeah. I'm a student in the I'm, I'm still a baby <laughs> so you know everything I do is learning experience <laughs> I, and, and I and I also wanted to ask uh, too. For the people that do blame their moms, do you also think that when, when you actually pop the hood and see what's under the uh, see what see how the engine is working, do you often find out that there's actually other things and they just kind of be directing it onto their mother, or do you think in some cases it actually is the mother? I think most people are a product of their environment, and sometimes, I, I, well, you know, you know, we've talked enough to to know that I try to get people away from blaming others for how they are and what they, what happened for them. But the unfortunate thing for some children, especially when it happens with abuse and then they become adults, they are still that child. So it's hard for them to get through that because they're still, you know, they've not been, that child has not been healed. That child has been hurt and it leaves them kind of stuck. And I'm not going to, it's up to them to get themselves out. Once they're adults, it's up to them. So I don't I don't want to specifically say it's the mother's fault. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they they could have played a part in it and it depends on the situation and the people involved. And it could have been more than the mother. You know, it's it's other things that go along with growing up and the environment and all of that. But once they become adults, they may not know because some, like I said, some of them are still stuck in that child mode because that's where the hurt began. And but once they start getting help and assistance, that starts moving them, moving them forward through all of that. And then they begin to to take responsibility for them because nobody did when they were younger, and they didn't know that they could do it on their own. So, oh yeah, I don't know if I oh, answered yeah. it or went around it, but yeah. <laughs> well, actually, that actually brings me to the next uh, bullet point I want to say. That uh, to all the listeners, I just want to say this to some guy named Jay. No matter what you've experienced in the past, you know, um, you know, whether you know, there's like no point in any blame or anything like that. No matter what you actually experience, uh, you know, that that doesn't mean as an adult you should know right from wrong. Because you, I mean, you know, after, even though you may have experienced things as a child, as an adult, you know, you can't keep going on those experiences. Uh, I believe to kind of justify any, you know, negative behavior, anything that you're. Uh, uh, bring it upon to other people, you know. And and one thing and, I and admire you, about Barbara, 
I mean, I wouldn't say no, go ahead. Uh, one thing I admire, one of the many things I admire about Barbara the Country Queen Lady and our guest, Tyrenzo Summers, is that no matter, despite what they've been through in the past with their mothers growing up, they remain good people. They they show respect to other people, and uh, and they don't they don't bring that on other people. And 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 and, and, and you know they 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 do have their experience. They're open about it. and They like to sh- you know they share it, but they don't use that as a as a as an excuse to uh to to, to be fucked. Into. You know they stop the cycle. You know that's and that's what a lot of, a lot of us need to do. You know we can't keep using the past as a as an excuse to to fuck up the future. You know. And and I, and I do want to add to that 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 kind of goes into what I was saying, like the emotional maturity of a person because they're not, they've not been able to emotionally mature because of the pain and the hurt and the things that happened to them as children and they hadn't gotten help past that point. So um, that's kind of why they, they, because if you notice that immature people blame, like children be like, oh, I didn't do it. I didn't. But the people who carry that into adulthood, they have something they're holding on to as children from, you know, that childhood era that they need help moving through to get them out of that. And that's when they begin to take responsibility. They begin to understand. They begin to move forward. But some people are just stuck in that blaming and not moving forward type thing. So, and not that all people who blame need help. Some people do it just to get out of stuff. But many of them <laughs> don't know how to be responsible for themselves. So, just, oh, yeah. yes. oh, just yes. get them so some help. So get... Mental Health Month, those people, get them some help. Don't come out there, oh, Charleston said you need to get some help. Just, you know, in a nice way, tell them y'all go together. Everybody go. I think everybody should have a therapist or a psychologist or a life coach or someone objective to help them through certain things in life. And even if it's just for a checkup, just like you go get your car checked up, I, I recommend it for everyone. So, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yes, yes. Let me go on ahead and throw that. Uh, throw some claps on it. <laughs> but, well, you know, I have throw some claps. On it. <laughs> so, uh, so everybody, like you said, get your get your engine checked. Go down to Adrian Charleston. She'll tune you up. She'll pop the hood. She will something there. <laughs> get you get you running. All right. And uh, for those who you know, like if you still carry the hurt. From your from your childhood, you know, at least recognize it and get the help. Like I said, May Mental Health Month, mm-hmm. uh, which is also the month of our birthdays. Are we crazy, Adrian? Yes, <laughs> yes. Gemini season is upon us. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. All right. So, uh, so, so, um, let me go ahead and bring on Tyrenzo and Barbara. Now, I did say early in the program I was going to actually talk about my mother, but I'm I'm, I'm not going to use that time to do that. I, I I love my mother. We do have a a lot of uh, actually, I just want to say this as a quick little thing. Um, if you ever seen the the show Thirty Rock, uh, and you know Alec Baldwin's character and his mother, uh, how they have a I wouldn't even call it love hate, but it's more it's, I don't know what to call that. But it, they they make it funny. In real life, it's not funny, but uh, it's, it's that passive aggressive kind of love with each other. With it's that's me and my mom. But regardless, you know I, that's that's I would say that's. It's not. It's nothing compared to what other people like abuse and things like that have have uh, experienced. I, I won't even claim what my mom's doing is mental abuse, but I, I you know, I, you know, you got to take that and keep it moving. You know, I don't, I don't want to say anything about that. It's just you got to be with peace with yourself, like Torenzo said, 
And, uh, you know, just it, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, it's, it's not like that. So uh, I, I passed the mic back. To to that, I yield and passed the mic back to Bob of the Country Clean Lady and Ty Renzo. Keep the conversation going. We're going to educate some folks. Adrian Charleston, definitely jump in there if you have any follow-up questions. And uh, there we go. Oh, and callers, if you're listening on the link, give us a call at 516-387-1219 and press 1. And if you're listening, yeah, if you're listening on the link. But if you're listening on your phone, just press 1. We'll bring you on. You know, if you want to talk, even if you want to shout your mom out and say, I love your mom, do that too. You know, it's, it's not a mom bashing show. It's just actually just bleed, you know, and that's sometimes you need to bleed, you know, so you can get that bad. But I don't know how it works. I'm not a scientist or a biologist or a nurse. I don't think it is, but let me pass the mic. I'm done. <laughs> it's a, it's a, Funny thing you just said that about mother bashing show because somebody just sent me an inbox on my other phone and asking me was that what the show was supposed to have been about? No, it said controversy. Um, and I'm not going to sit here and lie and call every mother perfect just like you guys want to call every woman a queen because one ain't they ain't. And I'm a woman saying it myself. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna call the spade a spade. Now, if you don't like how that goes, yes, yes. The thing I can tell you is uh. Disembowel yourself from my page. I, I can't, I can't, I can't babysat your feelings. So if by now you pass thirty and you still don't understand that other people have a difference in opinion, I don't, I don't know what else to say to you. And that's what I said. I mean, I got to the point basically. That's, that's right, girl. Child, say okay, but I'm not going to give you your way in it either. Um, you know, we are speaking on the experiences we've had. And Ty is explaining how he's dealt with it, and I'm letting you know honestly how I've dealt with it. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say that God has healed me and made me love these people again. No, that's not the truth. That's not that's not real life. And um, if any of you have had, and I've told you all this even on my page, if you've had a good relationship with your mother, I'm proud of you. Be blessed that you did because there was like me, Ty, and others out there who have not. And we sit like in a little glass window looking at you guys with a proper relationship and in our head going, what's wrong with us? Why are we defective? So, you know, you can look at that from two sides of the scale. Don't always think so close-minded and so apt, you know, being uh, obtuse, you know, y'all thinking. Get out of that. I don't have to think your way to agree with you. So this is what we're talking about. We're talking about the ones that you know exist. And everybody know they got that one Sharita in their neighborhood. You know you do. And that's whether it's project, middle class, or uppity. You got that one Sharita, whether she wearing Prada, Kango, or or ENYC, have you say the them them clothes idea? It doesn't matter what she got on. Her behavior tells the person. Aniche. Your personality is always going to tell on you. I don't care how you try to fade the funk. Eventually, you're going to have to become who you are. Thank God, thank God for my grandma who had all the hats on in my life. I'm the type of person I can't have nothing. If you see me in person, this is the way it is. I know some of them, some of y'all on this page have met me in person. This is the way I am every day. Thank God, thank God for that. Now, if I'm sitting in front of you to get a contract, I'm a whole different person. But on the street, this is me every day. So if you don't want the truth, don't come ask me. 
I'm, I'm, it's just that simple. I don't have time to, to fake and lie because I, I got to end, you know, end up dealing with the ultimate person that I'm trying to get to, and that's above your head. If you got what I just said, so I'm not, I'm not concerned with man and your thoughts. I respect your feelings and your thoughts, but I'm not concerned with you. You're not where I'm trying to go in the end because it's already hot outside. I'm not trying to be hot earth. That's all I know. So now, Barbara, you know, I want to say this. Barbara, I want to, I want to actually see this. Get your opinion on this, um, and then uh, Tyrenzo, you can jump in and follow up with it. Uh, I, I want to, I want to ask you this. Does it seem like? I mean, we don't know how the other communities operate, but uh, but it, it seems to me, and I'm, this is not me placing blame on mothers, but mothers are just as human as everybody else, and we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. We all do things. But do you think that the black community? Uh, uh, as us, we kind of make mothers infallible, um, you know, whereas where it's, it's just just because they are a mother, and even if they do something wrong, we got to say, well, you know, th- th- never mind that. She's a mom. Because I, I have I have heard other stories, people come out and say things about their mothers, and, and the people's response to what they've experienced is always, but that's your mom, though. It's like they could, they could say, their mom held them at gunpoint. They could say any of the, the craziest thing, and it's always a, but that's your mom. But mm-hmm. when it comes to fathers, you can actually throw him under the bus, and you can actually have been a good father oh, in your yeah. life. You say, oh, yeah. Nobody, nobody will say, well, that's your dad. They, nobody will say that. They'll, they'll go, huh, well, you know, it must have been an asshole. <laughs> do, you, do you think that that's, that's something that's prevalent in our community, or you, what, what, do you, what is your opinion on that? It's mostly the black communities. We glorify women because, you know, for so long you heard the black queen this, the black queen that, treat your mother like a queen, blase, blase. But not everybody fits that glass slipper. I'm sorry. Just like the stepsisters of Cinderella, you got a few of them that ought not have on the slipper, but got their ass whipped back. And I mean by the heel of it. So there are imperfect ones out there that wants you to give them that perfection and they don't deserve it. So, yes, it is a glorified um, tale because it's not the truth. Spoken of in the black community, they need to cut that shit out because you got too many children being hurt behind that lie. And that's the truth. We're not looking at the future. We're still looking at the past. Your ass is the past. You've already made your mistakes. The child ain't asked to be here, as Ty said. We didn't, we didn't stand up and say, pick me, pick me. You the one laid down, legs open, whoever you like, love, or was drunk with, whatever the hell went down, you was with that person. And if you're married to him, that was you, I guess you felt your duty to lay down. Say it with your chest. You could have wore a condom. I'm just saying. There are married women who still put on condoms, you could have done that. So no one asked you to produce these children, but you chose to do it anyway, which means what a lot of them fail, and this is on a biblical scale with that, you are responsible for what these children become. No matter what went down with mine, I know in the end I'm going to have to answer for them, regardless. So you are still responsible for the life you create. Whatever you do to that life, you are responsible whether you believe in God or not. You're going to answer for it. So your best bet is to do the best you can with doing it. But black folks don't want to believe in that. See, they, I, I learned this about our people when I was younger. Thank God I like my Indian side more. They believe in somebody got to be the whipping post. 
you got your group that can stand around and can do no damn wrong. Then you got that one man and woman that everybody got to talk about the party in the group. The, the two with the spotlight on them, one man, one woman. You always stand around talking about them, but nobody's trying to help them. Everybody discussing they wrong. But while you shining the spotlight on them, it's already a story about your ass being told in the next house. My grandma always said that. But that that is the black folk way, and I, and I believe it started from the big house. That's the black folk way. It's always got to be somebody talked down about instead of you trying to help. But like I said, there are some people, too, that can't be helped. There are, and for no, those, no. why not step out and take the kids from those ones who can't be helped? That's what I don't get. Why do you let them children suffer? You can you can anonymously call CPS. You call you call the police on the man. You can anonymously call CPS on her. I've done it a many a time and don't apologize. Show the stood right there and I'm tell you what it did right quick for your um for you answer time. I stood right there when they was coming to get her. She like what the Lord somebody called the police. I'm like damn girl what? No they did did. And I knew it was me all along. Sure did. And laughed when yeah. I went to my house and closed the door. Because whoa, sometimes whoa. it's got to be done. It's got to be done. Yeah, yeah the, the children come first. You know, I, I definitely Exactly. Uh, Tyrone, We're missing that. Yeah. Now, now Tyrone, before I pass the mic to you, um, you know, I, I just want to say, uh, I, I want to I say this, uh, to a point that you made earlier, Barbara, um, in, in the, in the uh in, in your monologue, you know, perfectly, I, I, I agree with, you know, I, I'm glad you expressed that. Um, I, I want to say uh, the thing about uh, just, just all everybody being kings, and, and that's not the, I'm not trying to shit on anybody or anything like that by all means, but I believe in the black community we need some kind of standard. If, if, if we call everybody kings and queens, then who is the king and queen? You know, who are the kings and queens? If you, if you get mm-hmm. if, uh, the, the the person who's molesting children, if you give him king status just because he's a or, or, or a black woman who is who is who is who is doing things that are not queen, if you say well they're all queens regardless, ah, then what about the people who worked hard for for what you know who actually haven't walked with integrity? Why you know if they if, they, if the people that walk with integrity uh, get to be called a queen just like the people who are uh, shifty and 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 do something crazy and do something. Uh, that's beyond sin. I, I, they get to be called queens and kings too. Then, um, well, you know, you know what I'm saying. I didn't. I don't think I. Uh, you get what I'm saying. It's like we we mm-hmm. need a standard. We need a right. We, we can't. Everybody's. You know, we, we we can't make our our. We can't act like our shit don't stink. You know, we just because right. we feel good. You know, we can't we can't we can't wrap we can't uh wrap ourselves in warm shit. You know, it's still shit. Mm-hmm. Maybe warm. You right. We need to get about. Yeah, you know, and, and, and that's and, and that's my uh, butterfly for uh, good morning and night. So let me pass the mic. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what would you like to add to that? I, I know you have some points, uh, to yourself. That would you like to um, add to that? What would you like to add? When, when I talk to this young generation, especially my son, and, and and I get a lot of criticism from black women when I tell young black men, the first person that's going to lie to you the first person that's ever going to hurt you is the person that gave you birth, and that's your mother. And I said, this is the reason why I say that. The first person that teach you how to lie is your mother. It starts off with a small lie. That small lie turns into a big lie. And from that point on, you begin to learn how to lie, 
And then that same person that taught you how to lie will turn around and say to you, don't you ever lie to me. Right. Anything, no other thing else a child, child's going to believe. So if a child mm-hmm. says, your daddy's an asshole, guess what? Your daddy's an asshole. Why? Because my mommy said it, and my mommy don't lie. So now as mm-hmm. a black man, you got to prove to your child right. everything your mother said is a lie, and if you don't have documents, video, or anything to back it up, who's a child going to believe? Mm-hmm. So all these years, I thought my father didn't want nothing to do with me, this, that, and the third, until I found my birth certificate at the age of 21 to realize my name ain't even Michael. Mm. My mother mm. changed my name on my birth certificate, mm. so now I'm putting two and two together like, you know what, if I was a man and a woman changed her name, well, this might not be my son. Mm-hmm. Now, now, so now when I approach my mother about it, oh, I don't remember. What you mean you don't remember, Ma? Mm-hmm. It's either you did it or you didn't. It's ridiculous. It's a double standard. For your actions. Mm-hmm. Not, 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 it's a double standard you where y'all men concerned, and it's sad. Y'all under a double standard, and it's not fair because it's just as many crooked ass trifling women as it is men. It's an equal oh, scale. Yeah. Just like you got women who want to be considered men, you got women out there acting just like some of these Negroes that ain't fitting the bill, and they want you to give them respect regardless. It don't work that way. If you acting like the man, act, I'm going to treat you the same in the same respect. If you're not carrying and handling your business in the same way he ain't, I'm going to treat you just like I treat him. I'm not going to give you special treatment because you're a woman. You should know oh, about it first and foremost. Now, Barbara, Tyrenzo, I didn't mean to break breakfast up, but I wanted a, a caller just calling in, and uh, and they press one. They want to go ahead and give their yeah. opinion on the show topic. So let me go ahead and, and bring them on. Those are good points, and I'm going to actually bring some of those back up after the call. Uh, caller in the seven zero four seven one two. You're on the air. Who is this? Hi, this is Tamika Ship. Tamika Ship, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine. I've been listening to the show, and it's been really a very hot show. And I can relate a lot to um, what they're saying. Mine is the opposite. My mom has always been in my life, but my dad has never been in my life. And like Adrian said, you know, said that even as you get older, you know, you hold on to the past. The stuff still can hurt you from a child until adult. And that's what caused me to get canceling because to this day, you know, I'm in my 40s, and it still hurt me, the fact that my dad has never been in my life. You know, he would tell me when I was younger, he would tell me he would come and to my birthday parties or my graduation from high school. He didn't show up. So until this day, you know, it hurts me. And, you know, and I, you know, prayed about it, and, you know, it's been eating me up because I feel like, you know, what's wrong with me? My dad never wanted to be part of my life, and he's on my, actually on my Facebook page. And, you know, my aunt had a nerve to tell me the other day, well, you're a grown woman. That shouldn't bother you anymore. I said, it doesn't matter if I'm a grown woman. I got feelings regardless. So, you know, and, you know, that I learned, you know, just because a man makes a child doesn't make him a father and just because a woman has a child doesn't make her a mother. You know. And you know, because parents live in the house, 
just because mm-hmm. both parents live in a house with a child don't mean that child getting what they want because I know my cousin's father yeah. My cousin have both parents, and her father never spent time with her. So a lot of people get with that, thinking, oh, well, I got both both parents in the house. You're getting what you want. Have, you know, like I said, I have a cousin. Her father, she got both parents. Her father never spent time with her. So, so my mom, she's been there for me, and, you know, and I, you know, she's been there for me. And, you know, like Mother's Day coming up, I don't, I don't only treat her to nice things on Mother's Day. I treat her to nice things every day, 365 days a year. I don't have to wait till Mother's Day come to show my mom I appreciate her with the little things. You know, I just, you know, I tell her every day. You know, and, oh, go ahead, sorry. I want to ask you women something. Mm-hmm. So, it's like when a woman does wrong, and as they get older, and the kids start asking questions, does uh-huh. it be embarrassed when they look back and say, "Wow, you know what? I was a cause for your father not being in your life." Because when I had a conversation with my father, and I was like, "Dad, why wasn't you there? Why this?" He said, "Every time I used to call your mother and ask her about these things, she would, she would, she would, she would give me the wrong date, or she would say this date, and I show up and it was the day before, and then when I go back and ask my mother." She gets hostile. So I said, is, is he lying? Was he, did he try to be there and you didn't want to be there Cause, because he ended up getting another woman pregnant? And you, and, and you spill, and what's going on? Until this day, she still doesn't answer it, but I let, I let it go. Wow. You know, it's just. You know, my dad is on, like I said, my dad is on my Facebook page, and I asked him a lot of questions. And I said, you know, why wasn't you in my life? What did I do to you? I said, you know, you spoke, you say that you're a man of God and you're trying to do right. I said, why wasn't you in my life? And I sent him a message on Facebook. I said, why wasn't you in my life? Why you wasn't the man you're supposed to be, you know, you know, anybody can, you know, I said, to me, you were a sperm donor because anybody can have a child. He was like, well, oh, I'm sorry for not being in your life. I'm sorry for what I did to you. Can we start over? And, you know, I at first I didn't want to agree to that, and I agreed to that. So we supposed to be meeting up with each other, and he was like, oh, we can meet each other. We supposed to be meeting each other. You know, I didn't hear nothing from him or nothing. So I was like, you know what? I told him that I'm tired. I'm not going to try anymore. I'm just done. And I told my mother the other day, I said, if my father died, I will not go to his funeral. And my aunt heard me say that. She was like, well, you should be ashamed of yourself. That's still your father, and you should go to his funeral. You shouldn't hold it against him. I said, well, I'm still his daughter. He should, if he If he didn't come and see me when I was alive, we didn't see each other when I was alive, and why should I see him when he passed away? So, you know, I just get tired of everybody in my family telling me what to do, what I need to do. You know, well, you shouldn't let that bother you. You grown now. So what? I'm grown now. That's still, I still got feelings, you know, and that's, that's a pain that never go away. I think, I think that's a problem with, the, with our black community because we always trying to tell somebody how they should feel. Who was somebody mm-hmm. to tell somebody how they should feel? Her. When I was fighting for when I was fighting for George Texas for my daughter, 
I, I was fighting for years for joint custody of my daughter. When I got joint custody, I still had to go through leaps and this just to see my child. And the last time I went to court, I told the judge my exact words. I said, you know what? If I got to always come here to see my child, to get permission, I'll wait till my child's old enough. So I can sit down and explain to her, I'm no longer fighting. I'll just pay my, I'll just pay my money. Until my daughter says to me that I don't want nothing to do with you, then I'll walk away and I'll leave you alone. So if anybody's on my Facebook, y'all only see me talk about my son. Mm-hmm. My daughter said, I don't want nothing to do with you. I granted you your wishes. But if you ever say, why wasn't I there, I'm going to sit you down. Here's the paperwork. Me fighting for joint custody. This is what your mother said. This is what was said. This is all the money they've taken out. So I have evidence to back everything up that I say. So when a child gets old enough and asks, why was you there? Oh, I was there. Let me sit you down and let me show you the paperwork on what I have to do. Wow. Not only that, every letter that I wrote you, I put it in a stamp envelope and I mailed it to you. And the only thing you had to do was put it in the envelope and go to your mailbox and mail it back. So I have history of everything I've been doing since you was born up until the day you say you no longer want to be bothered. So now that I give all this attention to my son, there's a problem? Oh, wow. That's not right at all. Well, you done your Oh, I didn't mean to cut you off, Ship. I just wanted to say this. Uh, actually, get that in because I want to get another caller in right quick. Uh, but, yeah, definitely okay. finish what you're saying, Chip. We're going to bring the next caller on. Okay. It was great listening to you guys and talking with you all. Thanks for calling in, Tamika. You're welcome. Yes. I'm going to continue to listen. Bye. All right. All have right. a good night. Definitely. Thank you for the call, Tamika Ship. And, uh, for all y'all listening, spread the word. You know, let everybody hear the, you know, pass the link on. You can go to uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash podcast on demand and just share and let people hear this information. And uh, we're about to bring on the next caller. Uh, caller in the 859-368, you're on the air. Who is this? What's going on, everybody? This is Dwayne. Dwayne hey, Dwayne. Hey, Dwayne. Hey, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is always one of my favorite topics. Uh, <laughs> I think I've, I I used to. I don't share as much as my as much about my kids as, as I used to anymore. Uh, but I've, I've like your guest. I didn't catch his name. I'm sorry. I tuned in kind of late. But like your guest, I had to go through joint custody. It just happened to work out. All the all the ignorance that her mother spewed in front of the judge. My my baby's mother used to tell the judge that my child needed to be used to me not being there, and the judge would ask her why is that, and she could never give her a reason. She would just say, "Well, that's just what's going to happen. That's what she needs to do." Now, this was a woman who she had two previous kids from a dude who lived right down the street that didn't take the time. From the time we dated, he bought the girls one pair of shoes over two and a half years. He bought them one pair of shoes. And then me, who was providing for not only my daughter, her other two daughters, uh, you know, she wanted nothing to do with me. That is something that goes back to uh, when we talk about black women in the community and uh, just, I don't want to call them trife, but just this misguided uh, theory that they can't lose custody or, you know what I mean? Just they're imbued a uh, natural 
right to a child. I it used to it used to infuriate me, and I'd have to sit there in court and listen to this woman go on and on. I mean, I got emails, I got text messages where she would tell me, "Good luck getting uh, good luck getting custody of your child. There's no way the judge is going to take a daughter from her mother." Uh, mm-hmm. But as most people in the group knows, I do have custody of my oldest. Uh, she lives with me. Through the school year, she gets actually she'll be leaving in about two weeks to go back to her mother's for a little bit. But uh, it's it, I always find it funny because when I was going through custody battles, I was living in Bowling Green, Kentucky, and I worked in a factory. And this an older black woman asked me. She said, "Why would I want to take? Why would I want to uh, take my daughter from her mother?" Uh, she she actually questioned. She said, "Don't you think a child needs to be with her mother?" As if a child doesn't like a father doesn't matter, and I think that's what's that's what a lot of a lot of the problem in our community. We don't the men y'all look at us as men. We don't matter. Yeah, I mean this whole um, what do you call it feminist movement, this women's rights, and you know you have pretty much segregated yourself or separated yourself from black males subconsciously. And the fact that when you do have a kid, you're like, oh, well, either the male's going to walk off or I don't need him to raise his child, and the child doesn't need him to develop healthily and fully functionally in society. I think that's a big issue within within our own people. That's one of the biggest things I faced when I was going through uh, custody, whatever, with my daughter. Uh, my two youngest ones, I find their mother comes from a family full of women. There's one dude in their mm-hmm. family and he's mm-hmm. locked up. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can relate to that. Oh, and, and every and, and I see the snark little eyes rolling, or you know what I mean. I hear the little remarks when I go to get my daughters, and yeah, you know I mean sometimes it gets spewed through their mother, like you know what I mean. Like I don't matter, or the girls don't need me, and I'm I just laugh because I mean that's right, girl, child. <laughs> my daughters, my daughters light up, you know what I mean, and that and that that pretty much kills it for me. But I don't I, like I I don't understand how. Oh, I, I sometimes I do want to get the female's perspective on why that even is that y'all feel like it, like we didn't go fifty fifty on the child. You know what I mean? When it comes to women, I, like I say, the biggest the biggest thing that I went through was even within the black community outside of my family, because my family wasn't gonna let me not get custody of my or not be in my children's life. But it was just it was the oddest thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and my mother, my mother, my stepfather's in this group actually. P Vision, uh, they don't I'm have the dad. best relationship. Say what? But uh he's he's been in my life since I was at least three years old, as early as I can remember. And I mean he's still they're not together anymore, but he's still a, a crucial part in who I am and my development. I've had moments where I've had to call him. Uh and my mother has always um, she's nurtured that. She's allowed that to be. She's allowed that to grow. She's nurtured that for me and my other siblings, um, and he stuck around for it. And so, and 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 that's the other thing, I guess, because I don't I don't see that from my mother. 
the way I see it from a lot of other black women. So I really don't understand where that even comes from. My mother tells me now, she's like, shoot, when y'all daddies want to come around, I was happy to give y'all away, get a little break for myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's nothing else. But uh, like I say, I see so many women claiming they got to do it on their own. Hell, my even my mother, my baby's mother here, got uh, <laughs> she got cussed out one day because she made the comment, "I'm a single parent," and I had to remind her, "You're single, you're a parent, but you're not a single parent. You don't go, you don't pay all of nothing, whether it be medical, daycare, diapers, food, and they with me fifty percent of the time. So now you're not a single parent, you're just single in the parent. But oh yeah, oh yeah, and I I, 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 I so, Tarenzo, uh actually, I didn't mean to, you know, we, we actually got a couple of minutes left, so I want to kind of wrap things up right quick, uh, and then I'm going to let you, I'm actually going to let you close it out, Tarenzo, but uh, but Dwayne, Pierce, definitely thank you for uh, calling in and giving that opinion. Uh, Tarenzo, I'm going to let you answer him in a sec, uh, but Dwayne, get with me. Um, I'd like to have you back on the show. There's some other things I would like to pick your brain about. You haven't been a guest on our show yet since Elizabeth the Great was still on the show. <laughs> it's been so long. i gotta have, got to have you back. All right. <laughs> All right, fam. I got no problem with that. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Thanks for that. I, I didn't mean to cut it short, but we gotta we got to wrap things up. Tyrenzo actually answered Dwayne Pierce uh, what you were about to say, and then we're gonna then we'll close it out. So, um, you got the floor. I want I wanted to say some, uh, uh, something that was about what Barbara said talking about this generation of of kids, and when I'm sitting back and I'm watching these videos of of these teenage boys beating on these women and before we judge them, do we ever sit back and think and I'm talking from experience when a mother would I remember beating my mother gave me and my brother in front of everybody. She tied us up butt naked and was just beating us like we were slaves and just having fun at it. So when the woman was hitting on me, spitting in my face and, and I would tell my mother, yeah, this woman spit in my face. Why would you let a woman spit in your face, son? Because you used to beat me and do things for me, so isn't that what a woman's supposed to do? Mm. So when I started defending myself, it becomes a problem now. So now when a woman says a man is not supposed to put his hands on a woman, but it's all right for a woman to spit in a man's face, so, and actually, if, that's not all right. But go ahead. <laughs> so now, if our young black men are dating abusive women like their mother, what does a mother tell that young black their young black child? Don't date that woman. And then the child turns around and says to his mother, "Well, she's only treating me how you treat me, mom. Growing up, what do you tell your child as a black woman?" Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, well, well, Tyrenzo, um, I, you know, we can actually, you know, break off, break this off into several different topics, and like we talked about off the record, you know, we'll we'll, we'll revisit these topics very soon. I, you know, I'm definitely have you back, and and uh, we'll we'll expand on this, but you know, we gotta, we definitely have to wrap this up. Uh, so before we actually wrap this up, uh, Tyrenzo, is there anything that you wanted that you haven't covered yet? Any any kind of uh, quick advice, quick. Uh, that you like to give people out there uh, uh, what to look out for, what to, what they what kind of help they should seek, or anything, anything you want to say, even if you want to give a shout out to somebody. You, you, the floor is yours, and we got to wrap. Then we then we got to go. 
break the cycle so this next generation can enjoy the shade. Don't 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 carry your pain on to the to the next generation. If you see something, be man enough, woman enough to say, young sister, young black man, I feel your pain. Let me talk to you for a minute. It's all right to say I need help. It's all right to to tell a grown man. It's all right to cry. It's all right to say it's all right. If you want, if you need a shoulder to cry on, it's all right to to let a man cry on another man's shoulder. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Thank you for that. Uh, for those for the for those words. Um, and for all you listening, thank you all for listening. We do this every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, so definitely check us out. Check us out at blacktopia.org. Check us out on this station, uh, blogtalkradio.com forward slash podcast on demand. Next week, we have Leland Shogun White, the CEO of Street Notes Records, to talk about Rhyme Scheme's new project. And uh, so he'll be with us. And then the week after that, we have Miss T is Queen, the poetess. She'll be showing up. So definitely, and we'll also have some great topics during those shows, too. So uh, so definitely tune in. And uh, also join us at Blacktopia, Black Utopian Society, if you haven't already. And uh, thank you, Barbara, the country clean lady. Thank you, Adrian Charleston. And uh, Birdman, is there anything you want to say to us? Y'all, y'all finished or y'all done? I ain't got no more talking. We ain't got no more talking. Good night. <laughs> night, y'all. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs>